Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Today, uh, this is the second part um, of our new series, of our new series, Order in His Love. Order in His Love. And I promise, I promise that I am going to do everything that I can not to overextend myself. I don't want to get too excited because I said last week that I want to go real slow on this topic. All right. I want to go real slow on this topic because I want you to take in this information. I want you to do uh, research for yourself. Write down scriptures. I want you to go home. I want you to read. I typically read out of the New Living Translation. That is typically the version of the Bible that I read from the New Living Translation. And it's because it's it's easier to communicate um, the scriptures in uh, today's language. Uh, but, hey, if you have a preference of whether it's the uh, NIV, NASB, the New King James, and on and on, the Message Bible, wonderful. But just write down the verses, go home, and read, 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 so that you can confirm that what we are sharing is accurate, okay? So don't just take my word for it. I want you to have uh, um, a, 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 gro- a dashboard that, that says, hey, a measurable dashboard that says, I am growing, I am growing since I've been attending um, Scarlet Note. So let's get right into the uh, teaching today. I want you to close your eyes, close your eyes as I pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. I thank you for the wonderful people that are here with us this morning and those that are online. Lord, we pray over them. Lord, we say thank you, thank you, thank you for that generosity of being with us and spending this time with us. And I pray that in the next few minutes, Lord, you can continue to bless their lives by way of your word. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that they are blessed. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, so we're going to start with the first scripture, and we're going to be reading out of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. You know, if you're uh, a mom or a pops and you guys are thinking of a baby name, maybe you want to think about that one, Deuteronomy. I think that's a good name. That would be a beautiful name. Deuteronomy Cooper. Chris, what do you think? Deuteronomy? No? He said, I ain't having no more kids. (laughs) He said, forget the name. I'm not having kids. Period. All right. But we're going to go to Deuteronomy 29, chapter 29, and we're going to go to verse 29. Now, listen to this. Please, please. Take the scripture down. Take the scripture down. Go home, read, and study for yourself. Are you ready? All right. In this church, we read together. I like to read with you. I like you to read with me. So are you ready? Here we go. The Lord, our God, has... One more time. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go again. The Lord, our God, has... What does the Lord God have? What does he have? What does the secret mean? Something someone else knows. It's hidden. It's a mystery. All right? So listen. The Lord our God has secrets known to, to no one. So let's stop for a moment. These are secrets that are known to who? So there is stuff that we don't know. And as believers and as Christians, when you're talking to people about your faith, your faith 
and, and, and your belief as a Christian, you don't have to necessarily, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, I'm going to be the first to tell you to have an answer for everything. It's okay to say, I don't know. I, I don't know. But one thing I do know. And, 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 and hold on to that because there are times that sometimes we get into trouble because we are trying to make sense of everything. And I want you to know that God tells us there is stuff that we're just not going to have an answer for. And then he goes. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not. What are we not accountable for? For what? The stuff that we don't know. You're not accountable for it. Not accountable for it. What does that mean? What does that mean? Not to be accountable. You're not accountable for it. You're not held responsible for that. Why? Because it's God's secret. God don't want you to know. Next. But. Somebody say but. but. Come on, somebody say but. but. We and our children. We and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. Mm. So who's accountable for the things revealed? God, parents, take a moment and think about that. Who, who's accountable? See, we're not accountable by God for what he hasn't revealed. We and our children are held accountable for the things that he has already revealed. This is why knowing Jesus in all of his nature is vital to our walk before God. We must know Jesus in all of his nature. And I say in all of his nature because many people know parts of Jesus, but not all of Jesus. It is in Jesus that we can find the full revelation of who God is. Jesus on earth was the word of God revealed. When Jesus walked on earth, he was literally the words of God walking on earth in the flesh. That's pretty cool. See, the more you know Jesus, the more you'll understand the words of God in his holy Spirit-inspired book. See, many people know the book, the Bible. They know the book inspired by the Holy Spirit while completely being foreign to the one that the book is written about. They know the book, but they just don't know who the main character of this book is. And I don't know about you, but there are many, 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 many Bible thumpers out there that really, really, really know scriptures, but are so far, far, far from who the main character is. 
See, the more we know Jesus, somebody say Jesus. The more we know Jesus, the more you'll know and understand the true revelation of who God is in the world and who God is in your life. Knowing Jesus helps us understand the terms, the terms of God's instructions. Pastor, that sounds complicated. It isn't complicated. Why isn't it complicated? Because he said, this is a complicated. Many people say, man, that church stuff is hard. That church stuff is hard. And no, it, it really isn't hard. Go, to, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11 through 18. We're going to read quite a bit here. This command I'm giving you today. Guys, come on, read with me. This command I'm giving you today is too difficult for you to understand. And it is not beyond your reach. It's not, it's not, it's not, not doable. It really is doable. Continue. It is not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask who will go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey? Next. It is not kept beyond the sea so far away that you must ask who will cross the sea to bring it to us so that we can hear it and obey? Next. No. The message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart so that you can obey it. Is that it? There's more. Now listen today. I'm giving you what? I'm giving you what? I'm giving you what? Marco spoke today about free will. We spoke about free will last week. Free will is what separates you from the common animal. It gives you a choice. It is a choice to obey God and make God God and creator and master over your life. Or to make you, yourself, your own master, your own creator, your own God, and God cares either way. It's up to you. It's your choice. It is your choice. So, he said, I'm giving you a choice between what? And death. Between prosperity and disaster. And by prosperity, hold on, by prosperity, that doesn't mean that we all have to own a jet. Right? 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 Just me. <laughs> I'm just joking. We're not that kind of church. <laughs> but 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 that's not the prosperity that 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 this is talking about. This is talking about a a wholeness, a wholeness in all areas of your life. That is the prosperity that it's talking about. Now listen today. I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to what? To love who? The Lord. Okay? And keep what? His commands, his decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. So that's the contingency. That's the condition. All right? If you do, you do it. So you hear the condition? You hear the terms? You hear, you, do you hear that? Yes. Okay. Those are the terms, the conditions for this life of prosperity. If you do this, you will live and do what? Multiply. And what? Multiply. And what? Multiply. And what? Multiply. Do you know that this world's system, the world system, is intended, 
and it's designed to keep multiplication from happening. That's not God's system. God's system, God's order is an order that always multiplies, multiplies, multiplies. And he says, the Lord, your God, will bless you and the you're about to enter and occupy. Wow. Is that everything? One more. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you, I warn you now, that you will be what? You will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long life. A, I'm sorry, a long, good life. What kind of a life? Yeah, many people are going to live a long life, but it won't be a good one. A long, good life in the land you are crossing into Jordan to occupy. Now, order is important to God. Somebody say that out loud. Order is important to God. Tell the person next to you, order is important to God. Order is defined this way. Let me give you this definition. Order is the arrangement or the disposition of people or things in relation to each other according to a particular sequence, a pattern, or a method. Your sequence in life, your pattern in life, and your method was not left in your hands. See, by the time you are formed in the womb of your mother, there has already been a plan for your life. There is purpose for you. There is an assignment for you to fulfill here on earth. And when does this begin? It begins when you are in the womb of your mama. Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, that's a scripture that's not on there. But I want to read this out. Scripture says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. You are in the world to follow a prescribed order by your creator God in relation to others, according to God's sequence, according to his pattern, according to his method, not to your feelings, not to your appetite, and not to your preferences. Okay, good. One person. One person. Did you hear that? Not according to your feelings, not according to your appetite, and not according to your preferences. I'm not on earth to live happily ever after. That's Disney's order. Yeah. I'm telling you, this walk as a believer, this walk as a believer is hard. It's difficult. It's challenging. Why? Because it goes against the norm of this world. We do marriage differently than the way the world does it. It's, it's challenging. Why? We do finances more, just different than the way the world does it. Why is this walk so hard? Why? Because our parenting is different than the, the way the world does it. Everything we do is different than the way the world does it. 
I am placed on earth to follow the order of my creator's purpose for my life. A few years ago, uh, where's Alexis? Okay. A few years ago, Becky and I, we, we had moved into, we had a rental property and we, we moved into that rental property after we sold our, our home in Middletown, we moved into a rental property that we had. It was a, a, a small home, um, about maybe, I don't know, 1,100 square feet. It was a real tiny house. And we didn't have room in there. And we wanted to have uh, space to put a, a laundry room. And we just didn't have the space. So we had to buy the stackable uh, washer and dryers. You guys know about this? You guys know? Yes. Yeah? Yes. All right. Some of y'all fancy. Y'all get them side by side. <laughs> I ain't have room for all that, so mine had to be stackable, right? They were on top of each other. And so when I bought, when we bought the washer, when we bought the dryer, right, um, I like to be a bit frugal sometimes, and I'm guilty of that. I, I admit it. I'm a bit frugal at times. At times. <laughs> and so when they asked uh, for delivery, um, I said, yeah, I'll pay. how much is the delivery? And they told me, I said, all right, okay, okay, we did the delivery. And then they said, we could also do the install. Oh, whoa, whoa, how much is the install? Oh, uh-uh, I got it. I got it. I can do this. So I, 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 I opted out of doing the install. They bring in the stuff. The guy was about to walk out. He goes, uh, sir, you sure? You got this? Yeah, 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 I got it. He said, all right, sign right here. I signed off on it. Shoot, man, don't know me. Go ahead, get out of here. So after he leaves, I connect to everything, okay, everything is, okay, everything's good, it's good. Turn it on, boom, everything turns on, I'm gonna crush it, I did it, boom, saved myself some money, ka-ching, all right? Becky and I are gonna have a good day at the hibachi grill. And, and then I go, um, I go off and start getting ready for the first load. And when I put the clothes in and I turned it on, with the clothes inside, I kid you not, there was a devil in my washer and dryer. It was like, it was like the exorcist all over again. It, it was shaking and moving and shaking and moving and shaking and moving. I said, this thing is going to fall right through the ceiling. Alexis came out. She was like, Pop, what the heck is going on? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And, and I did everything right. And, um, and... And I was like, or did I do everything right? And I, 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 I then went to the manual. I started to read, and I couldn't find anything. I don't know what was going on. Then I would turn it on again. My whole floor was shaking. I'm like going, man, our house, we're gonna, it's going to collapse. It's going to break. And, um, and then I went to um, where we all go to when we need help. Went to the God of YouTube. And I went there to YouTube, and I looked up my washer, my dryer scenario. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? I, I uh, got it. See, when they transport the washer and the dryer, the washer in particular, the tumbler, there are these four plastic, plastic screws that keep that whole tumbler from turning. Before... You install everything. The instructions tell you before you turn anything on, remove these four screws. 
Four screws. Plastic screws. See, when we start to dabble and we interrupt order, steps, we throw things out of its course. This washer dryer worked perfectly after that. I was, where's Alexa? She's back in? She's gone again. Jeez. Yo, girl, I'm trying to share the story about the demonic washer and dryer. And you, you. <laughs> See, I didn't have that sound effect. But, but I, I'm serious. And it was four. That's what it was. It was four plastic screws. The disobedience to God's order and its instructions throws us off course think about your life think about the things that you are probably struggling with and I can almost guarantee you if you track it down it probably has something to do with how well we're following the terms of his instructions you know that the disobedience of Eve in Eden was that she replaced God's order with visual stimuli. She fed her visual appetite instead of obeying God's order. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Scripture says that the woman was, the woman was, she saw that the tree was beautiful. How did she describe this tree? Beautiful. How was the tree? Beautiful. beautiful. And then what else? Its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. And then she gave some to Big Dummy. <laughs> Who was with her? And he ate it too. See, God didn't say that the tree wasn't beautiful. God never said that the tree wasn't beautiful. God never said that the tree didn't look delicious, that the fruit looked delicious. He just said, don't touch it. For the day that you do, you're going to bring death to yourself. Eve, like us today, replaced God's order with gratification of our visual appetite. In 2023, we are still doing the same thing. Someone, we were in our, in our huddle this morning and someone said, I like to be Eve. We were, we were, we were given a task um, um, as a Jazz and Marco's they were leading the morning huddle, and, and one of the propositions, we do this in all of our morning huddles to our volunteers, hey, man, um, just, just, just something to get us going, get us thinking. Um, if you could go back in time and be one of the characters of the Bible or be with one of the characters of the Bible, who would that person be with? Somebody said Eve, and they said, I, I'd like to be with Eve so I could slap her. <laughs> But here, here we are in 2023 and we're still Eves. We're still doing the very same thing. See, every time 
We reason with ourselves to bypass the order of God. We make ourselves into our own gods. Do you know how many times God's order is displaced in our lives? Daily? Think about it. Daily, we displace or replace God's order for our own. We do it with our money. We'll do it for a football game. We'll do it for a bridal party. We'll do it at a day at the beach. We'll do it with overtime at work, maybe sexual desires, rendezvous, recitals, family reunions, TikToks, Instagram posts, online experiences. See, the hunger of our eyes dictate the terms of our steps. You know, it is interesting to see the amount of men that as the football season begins, man, they skip out on a Sunday just like this. Forget going to church. I got to dress like my team and be my team and be. I'm not talking about Lorita. I said, I'm not talking about Lorita. I said, I'm not talking about Lorita. I said, guys, I'm not talking about Lorita. <laughs> and, and listen, church ain't going to save you. I know it's not going to save you. It, it just, it's, just, it's just a real, a, a real good place to, 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 to keep you accountable. That's what church is. It's a good place to keep you accountable and to keep you around the brotherhood and the sisterhood of, of, of like-minded people. That's what church is about. But to hear the amount of people, man, that will just skip out in a, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Eve overrode God's order for her own. Today, we look around our world today and we have become our own gods. Think about this. We are our own gods. We all override God's order for our own. We are now in days where we in our disobedience create our own world outside of God's order. And then we demand God to bless what we have created in our disobedience. We, we marry outside of God's order. And then we protest and we demand that it be treated and blessed by God. Oh, you got to bless this. But it is love. We treat God's given provisions with little to no regard and then we cry out. When we need more. See, God tells us how we ought to treat people. We, 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 we choose to do the opposite. Over and over. We want to reduce God to being a player in the universe that we create. As if we can grab him by the, 
by the hand and tell him you will do as I say. Psalms 37, 23 through 25 says, the Lord, the Lord, the steps of the, he delights some, 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 some. He what? He delights in what? In what? And and what? And what? Every every detail. Every detail. What's every detail? In every detail of their lives. Next. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord. What? Once I was young. Now I am old. This is the writer who is saying this. Yet I have never seen the godly. Who? The godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Somebody needs to hear that. Hey, this is, we serve a generational God. We serve a generational God. I was, uh, I was, uh, uh, Emmy was reminding me how old I am uh, today and that she old, she old too, right? And, but, but when she came to, to, to our church, she was just but a kid. And, and now like I, I dedicated her eldest and she's 10 years old, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And she's like, yeah, I remember you. And, and, and I was talking to her daughter. And as I'm talking to her daughter, it's blowing my mind because I remember this kid coming out of high school to our church for the very first time, just a spunky little kid. And, and I now see, I see her next generation. And, and when you look at this, see, it's not just Emmy and, 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 her daughter Catalea, but there's a there's a there's a grandma who's in, she don't like me saying she a grandma. <laughs> but Deanna's back there, and see, I, I remember when Deanna first walked into church, and and the daughter walked into church before the mama walked into church. And 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 when you start looking at the at the layers of God's work and his order and the magnitude of impact that that God can do through the life of one person generational This is go back to that scripture please you got to get the scripture Because the writer King David says I was I was young once I was young, now I'm old. Yet, I have never seen the godly abandoned. Who? He hasn't seen who? There's a specific people. The godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Man, that is hope. That is hope, mom. That, that is hope for you. See, in, in the way that we lead our lives, we want to take God by the hand and we want to direct him along our path. Not just our path, but the one that we're making for ourselves. And then we want to tell God 
I would prefer details along that path. And this is not a popular topic. I know that. This is a tough one. Why? Because again, we want to run after our appetite. Psalms 37, Psalms 37, verse 30, 31. The godly offer what? What do the godly offer? What do they offer? Good counsel. And what is good counsel? They teach. What do they teach? From wrong. They have made God's law their own, so they will from his path. And we are currently living in times where we tell God the terms of our marriage. We'll tell God the terms of our family construct. And then we say, God, come over here and bless this. God's institution of marriage in the beginning sets the motion for what we can expect in the end. For those that like to read the Bible, the Bible begins with a wedding. And towards the end, the Bible ends with a wedding. It begins with a wedding and it ends with a wedding. See, the icing on the cake is this. That all the way from the beginning of the world, God is demonstrating and revealing his plan by way of marriage. Listen to Revelations chapter 19, verses 6 through 8. And this is, this is John, the beloved uh, apostle, disciple. He had been exiled into Patmos. It was an island where they, instead of execution, they would just send them there. Just leave them. Fend for yourself. If you make it good. Most likely that's where you die. And that was his reward for all of the good he did. And from there, he's having this revelation. Jesus, by way of revelation, is speaking to to, uh, John as he is writing. And this is what he writes. He says, then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. He's having a vision. He's having a vision. He's trying to describe it. Praise the Lord is what they were saying. For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Next. Let us be glad and rejoice and let us give honor to him. For the time has come for the the wedding feast of the lamb and his bride. For okay, here we go. For who? For the lamb. For the lamb is Jesus, and who is the bride? The church. We, the church, and his bride has prepared herself. Okay. Um, I'm going to skip all of the other stuff. See, marriage on earth between a man represents Jesus and his church. The man represents Jesus. The woman represents his bride, the church. This is a daily reminder. The Coopers 
are a daily reminder of what? Jesus and the bride, his church. Becky, in my relationship of 34 years now, going on 34 years, is a constant reminder to the world, to us as his church, of Jesus and his church. It's a constant reminder of how things will begin and how things are going to end. See, the words that we read over and over in scripture are meticulous in detail. God cares about order. Somebody say order. order. That's right. That's right, Kaylana. Your mind don't care about it, but God does. <laughs> But what does God care about? You know that when God creates the universe, he's meticulous with the details of what he creates. He creates the sun. He creates the moon. He creates the stars. And what do they do? They regulate seasons. Guys, no one has to tell you that summer is almost over. No, no one has to tell you. If you have experience enough, you could look up into the sky and all around you, and you know it's coming. It is coming. Look at Psalms 104, 104, verse 19 says, You made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to set. Order. Order, order. See, order matters so much to God that he is careful to leave us his thoughts in written form so that we too could live our lives in order. That's why you have a Bible. That's why you have this book. Read it. It helps you understand God's order. God's order is not about a Republican Party or a Democratic Party. Doesn't care. His order is outside of this world and this realm. Order matters so much to God. Because God is a, a God of order. He expects us to live a life in order. Now, not just any order, but according to his order. The world has its order. But we are to follow his order. If, if we want our God's blessing and, our, uh, and his approval in our lives and the lives of our children and in the lives of our children's children, well, we must follow his order. We're, we have no permission to tinker with any parts of what the designer created. You have no permission to do that. You have no authority when we interfere we not only put ourselves in jeopardy, but we put in jeopardy generations and generations ahead of us. I can tell you, you can look around, and, and, and I don't mean in this room, but you can look around in, in communities, and, and, and mom was, and now the son is, or dad was, and now the son is, and then the son, the, the son is, and then his kids will be. And then it, just, it just follows. It's just, it, it, just a ripple effect. Anyone born uh, in the 70s? Yes. Okay. 
Small amount of people born in the 70s. Okay. 60s? Yes. Okay. 50s? Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to stop there. We're going to stop there. But the Ford Motor Company sold over $2.2 million of this car. I want to show you a video. Check out this commercial. Want a little car that's a little better? It's Ford's new Pinto. We gave Pinto a four-speed transmission, not just a three-speed, so acceleration's a little snappier. A proven engine with over 50 million owner-driven miles to assure you of a little more dependability. Rack and pinion steering like Porsche and Jaguar, so Pinto steers with a little more precision. A heavy-duty drivetrain for a little extra durability. More room inside than the leading economy import for a little more comfort. A wider stance than any economy import, so Pinto rides a little smoother. Pinto, the little carefree car. It's a little better in a lot of ways. Pinto. A little better idea from Ford. Uh, Angelo, you would look wonderful in that. All decked out, man. I can see. I can just a little better, yeah, with a little, <laughs> little snappy engine. <laughs> From 1971 to 76, Ford Motor Cars sold over 2.2 million Pintos. The designers that designed the car, the engineers that designed this car, they found a flaw in the design. Immediately when I, I was talking to this to George, immediately he already knew what it was. The the flaw in the design would would cause the car to burst into flames. And then the designers found this design. I'm sorry, they they, they found this design flaw. And he said, Hey guys, this is dangerous. What do we do? How much does it cost? $11 per car to fix. Well, the powers to be ignored the recommendations of the designer. 1978, they lost a lawsuit. Ford was forced to recall the Pinto, and then they decided to fix the vehicles with the original design. But it was far too late. It is an estimate. It is an. It's estimated that over uh, 180 people died from these fuel tank issues. This this small variation cost this Ford company catastrophic consequences because they did not follow the specifications of the designer. We see this in our day-to-day life. You know, the Titanic sank as a result of what? Not following the engineer's recommendations. In New Orleans, the levees that collapsed during Katrina, the Hurricane Katrina, over 3,000 deaths were caused or resulted 
Out of what? Not following the recommendations of the designer. When we don't follow God's order, it is catastrophic in our lives. And I'm not talking about in one area. I'm talking about in every area. There is a plan for marriage. As God is instituted, what do people do? We shack up. What? We do it the way the world does it. And then God goes, well, I'm going to leave you to your demise. And then you're wondering, where is everything? Why is everything out of, out of whack? Are you following God's order for marriage? Or are you following God's order for parenting? Or are you following God's order in your finances? Are you following God's order in the way you conduct yourself and your behavior at work and on and on? There is an order. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Verse 16 through 18. For I command you this day to what? To what? Man, you sound like you don't like you're scared now. (laughs) For I command you this day to what? Love Love the the Lord your God and his commands, decrees and regulations. By what? Walking in his ways. Next. If you do this, if you do what? If you do what? What's the this? Follow his ways. Follow his command. If you do this, you will. And what do you? The purpose of our existence is to live life abundantly and multiply and multiply. And the Lord your God will what? Bless you and the land that you are about to enter and occupy. Next. But if your heart, if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods. Hey, right here, guys, right here, other gods, other gods, fill in the blank. There are things in our lives that are gods. Money. There are people that cannot, they just cannot turn the opportunity down from the side hustle. That side hustle, man, be killing people. Side hustle, the side hustle. (laughs) And some people with the, with the, 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 it's, it's all the ancillary things that we do. And we make those things gods. It's like, oh, I got to do that. I, I'm, 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 I'm not kidding you. Watch what happens, not in just this church, but in every church. Once football season starts, man, you see it. Man, people just lose it. Just lose it. Lose it. I'll bleed green. Huh? Yeah, I'll bleed green. Ain't no, them guys don't even know you. What do you mean you bleed green? I bleed green. You see, and, and I'm not, I'm not harping on it. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm using that as an example. But it's like that with, with, with sports. It's like that with, with everything. Technology. It's like that with food. It's like that. I'm, that's, that's a good one right there. Food. You know how hard it is to lose weight. No, I can, I'm telling you, you know how hard it is to lose weight? It's hard. 
we're not careful. We make a God of so many different things. Sometimes we make our children gods. All we do is, 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 is we, we put everything else behind. The poor husband is behind because the children are now, what's the priority? Wrong order. I, I don't, it's, should I keep one on that area? Let's, she, she switched to him. Nope. <laughs> she said, nope. <laughs> then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. Why will you be destroyed? It's not that God's wrath is on you. No, you're going to you destroy yourself. Self-destruction. Why? Because you're not following his order. Okay, we can take that scripture now. Order matters to God. Order in our lives and in every part of our lives matters to God. Not just any order, but his order for us. So I want you to stand to your feet this morning. Stand to your feet this morning. Man, it was a quiet one today. That's a quiet one today. You're leaving us thinking sometimes. I'll be living you thinking. Okay. Okay. You know, there are times that we see other people and we see the prosperity and the way that they live. And we say to ourselves, I want to have that. Do what they're doing. Ask some questions. Get to know the sacrifice that some people make. And I can tell you nine times out of ten, following God's order is priority in their life. Following God's order in every area. And then teaching your children to do the same. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to self-evaluate. Just self-evaluate right there where you are. Just self-evaluate. Are you following God's order in every area of your life? Just, just right there. This is for you. This is not for your wife. This is not for your husband. This is for you as an individual. Are you following God's order in every area of your life? Are there any areas in your life that are out of order and you need God's help? Are you tired of doing it alone and still you find that your life continues to be in disorder. Well, this morning, this is not about being discouraged or leaving here defeated. But as Barco said, this is about accountability. This is for me. This is for us. This is for us all. And right there with eyes closed, eyes closed, I am not going to call you to leave your seat. I'm not going to do that. But where you are, eyes closed, eyes closed. If there are some things that you want us to pray about, would you kindly slip your hand up in the air just where you are? Just said, I see where you are. I see that hand. See that one? Good. See that one? And this is not about judgment. We're not here to judge anybody. Are there some things that you want 
prayer over. Hold that hand. Hold that hand right there where you are. Just hold it right there. And God sees that hand. God sees that honesty. Heavenly Father, I pray over these lives. Heavenly Father, I pray over the obedience and the sincerity of their heart. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that as they leave here today, that they are empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit in these areas. Father, I pray that in the areas that are in dismay, Lord, that are in disorder, Father, I pray that by way of your Holy Spirit, Father, that order starts to take to take place. I pray, Lord, that there is a conviction of your Holy Spirit in their lives from the moment that they lay their heads on the pillow to the moment that they wake up in the morning, that they can hear your voice, that they can feel, Lord, the conviction of your presence in their lives for these areas. Father, I pray, Lord, that there is an overwhelming feeling, Lord, of peace and joy, Lord, as a result of the obedience to who you are as their heavenly father, as their creator, as their maker. Father, that this is a path and a walk of love, not one of shame, not one of fear, and not one of wrath or judgment, but holy Father, we just say in this moment, Lord, that they leave here today, Lord, knowing, Father, that it is obedience to you that yields harvest, not just for our lives, but for those of our children and our children's children for generations to come. So, Father, I thank you for this honesty. I thank you for this blessing. I thank you for this time. And I thank you for this word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, someone. Celebrate Jesus this morning. Come on, come on. Celebrate Jesus this morning. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.